0: Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Warzniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. Besides that website, you can also find the show on iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, as they want us to say, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York City, my guest is a singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist who last November put out a five-song EP. Also last year, she was a semi-finalist in the International Songwriting Competition, 3 months ago she did a soft launch via YouTube of a new single. She recently played the Montauk Music Festival and also a sold out show at Rockwood Music Hall and recently performed at iHeart Radio's Dunkin Donuts iced coffee lounge. Already in her young career she has performed at famed music venue The Bitter End as well and been featured in The Huffington Post. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled Airborne. It's my pleasure to welcome to now hear this entertainment. Nina Lee. Hi, how are you? Very good. Welcome to the show. Thanks for talking with me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. First things first, of course, is to have you tell the listeners about the song of yours that we were playing during the intro. But first, let me say how much I liked it. Those of you who listen to this show regularly, thank you, of course. And you know that when I get a song from a guest that I really like, I say it. This is one of them. If I was keeping track of all the songs that I do speak up, about I would make a CD or two of them all, and and this song would definitely be on there. So, Nina, go ahead and tell the listeners all about Airborne, especially since I was talking over it.
1: Yeah, Airborne is a really special song to me. Um, It is dedicated to all military personnel and families. I wrote it specifically after my great-grandfather died. Um, He was a paratrooper in World War II, and um, my great-grandmother now is 95 and lives in arizona wow, wow. yes yeah. yeah she's pretty amazing and i you know really didn't know how to explain to her how much i respected her and how much i looked up to her and so i kind of just sat down at the piano one day and you know they had all of these, we had found 70 year old um, love letters that were in boxes from the war that she had kept from him. And it was just beautiful. And I was just really inspired by that, to take that compilation of all of those letters and write something that could, you know, show their love and their love story. But even though that's what I based it on, it really is, broad and can be interpreted in many different ways um, for anyone who's going through having someone far away or dealing with long-distance relationships uh. and just beauty of you know love and the struggles that can come with that.
0: Wow. Well, I, I like that you went that far with it because as you started to say – It could also be interpreted by someone, I thought you were going to say, you know, who has someone serving in the military overseas. But to take it to the point that you said of a long distance relationship kind of thing, that really opens the song up.
1: Right. I want my song to be like, you know, as general as possible so everybody can have their own interpretation of it, even if it's not the same interpretation that I wrote the song intending to have.
0: Well, and good for you because, from a business standpoint, that that makes a lot of sense. Because of the you know the more broader appeal, the more people are going to want to buy the buy the single or or buy the EP or the album, whatever it is. As you know, as you continue to write over the years,
1: yeah. Definitely.
0: Well, I'm I'm also interested to hear that story about your great grandparents because as I listened to the song, I, I will confess I I loved the song, but I sat there and scratched my head and thought, now how could she possibly know this? You know, if this is, if this is someone who is, and, and as you're saying, you know, your great grandfather, I thought, you know, would she have ever even met this person? So to kind of put the pieces for me helps and say, you know, well, we have these old photographs and, and for your great grandmother to still be alive, that's, wow, what a blessing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I knew both of them. I knew wow. my great-grandmother died when I was about 11 or 12, oh. so, you know, and it's really special to me to be able, because not everyone can say that they've had their great grandmother for 18 years in their lives. So I actually recently just my, it was my first performance that I was able to sing airborne in front of her and she was there live. And Ah. it was amazing. We do it via webcam. Okay. Um, but this was the first time she was able to see it live, and it was pretty spectacular.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you. You said that she's in Arizona, so I was going to say, did you go there? Or did she come to New York? But the beauty of technology <laughs> says no. We were, <laughs> we were. Im- she
1: came to New York though for this um, particular. Concert. Oh, she did. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Well, when you said webcam, the first thing I thought of is you know, there's some technology that must really blow her mind. That for someone who's 95. You know, to see what what can be done nowadays, just like you and I talking to each other from from Florida to New York and being able to record it and getting the great quality audio that that we'll have from this. Thankfully, that's you know those are those are the pluses of technology nowadays.
1: <laughs> right, great, right, yeah.
0: Well, that song "Airborne" is the first track on the five song EP that I mentioned during the intro as having been released last November. Tell us more about the EP. Did did you do all the writing? For it yourself, what instruments do you play on the EP? Who did you work with in, in recording it, uh, and and so on?
1: Yeah, I uh, it was a great EP. It was a compilation of work that I'm really proud of. It, um, you know, I, I call the uh, the EP snapshots because for me it's kind of like looking in a book and seeing little snippets of um, time that show these stories and it's really important for me to you know explain that and in a song it's usually two or three minutes and it's like you have to get the whole plot line through the song and you have to explain it to the reader it's not a two-hour movie that you can do over time yeah Uh, so that was really important to me and every story is either about myself or me interpreting somebody else's story Mm. and making it my own. I worked with, you know, amazing people that were able to make my vision come to life. My dad actually played the guitar in the album and plays with me on a regular basis. Um, I had some amazing, amazing musicians. Um, and I had a great producer, Steve Greenwell, who, you know, helped me to, um, put my vision and make it a reality. And that was really amazing for me to be able to complete because, you know, when you complete something like that, and it's so precious to you and so um, close to your heart. When you put it out in the world, there's um, a vulnerability that you put out as well. So it was really important for me to make it the best that I could before putting it out into the world.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of the word vulnerable, which is kind of a a contradiction, you know, because vulnerable means that we do make ourselves uncomfortable, but but yet I love the word and, and I love the courage of people who aren't afraid to make themselves vulnerable. And, and as a songwriter, obviously you are, like you just said, because, in, and especially once you describe what these songs are on the EP, it's very personal to you. These, you know, these are real experiences. So you're, you're, you really have to have tough skin because you don't know how people are going to interpret them, and if they don't like it, there is this tendency to say, well, wait a minute, now I'm offended because these these songs are my own personal reflections, and so you do have to have thick skin. And and so I'm, I'm taking my hat off to you for, for having the courage to say, it's too important to me, Bruce. I had to get these songs out.
1: Well, yeah, no, I agree with that. But for me, I know that there is... You know, people who are going to like my songs and people who aren't going to like my songs. And for me, I really focus on the people that do want to listen because there you go. There I there want you to go. make sure a uh, you know wide variety of people and ages and genders and sexual orientations and ethnicities and they all can have some type of connection with my music. And you know, different music is not for everyone. And I'm just really I am you know, in awe of the response that I've gotten from it. And it's been amazing to hear the impact that I've made on people just by, you know, them listening to it and feeling some comfort. And, you know, I think that's what as a songwriter and singer that I want to do, that's my main goal in life um, is to change people's perspective and to help people in any way that I can. And through music, which is a really powerful tool um, in you know, acceptance and, you know, comfort because music really can do has some powerful qualities that we're not even really aware of. It's this like dimension that we haven't fully even tapped into.
0: Awesome. So Yeah, yes. I love it. I love it. And and uh and I had asked you, did you all did you do all the writing for it yourself? I mean clearly you had to because they these songs sound as else I'll use the word again, they sound too personal for a co-writer to have been able to have the same view on them that, that you did. But when you talked about the people that you worked with, was this done at a studio? Was it at a home studio? What, what was the recording environment like for this EP?
1: Yeah, well, so the writers... Um, I wrote most of the songs by myself. I had um, a little bit of collaboration with other artists for you know specific songs. But the recording process... Um, we went into the studio for each song we recorded the instruments and we did that for all five songs before we went to the vocals because um, just to have all of that down and we were in a few different studios in the city and you know different studios um, are good for different um, recording things like some studios were bigger if we had a full band and then if we just were doing singing or backups we could have a smaller space
0: Uh, okay okay
1: usually we do like block out a section of time to do like the piano and we'd like bang out a few of the songs like all just in that piano session so we could perfect that and then um we kind of did it step by step one by one we didn't just do it all together so it took a while but um it came out exactly the way that I wanted it to.
0: And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Nina. You play guitar, ukulele, and piano. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I play. I've played the um, baritone ukulele and the tenor ukulele, and I play um, the guitar. Um, and I dabble in the piano also.
0: And so, help me understand. You you do play guitar, but you said that your father played guitar on the album and plays guitar. At your live shows, so...
1: Yeah, well, I... um, So, on some of the songs, um, I am playing my ukulele, so I can't be playing guitar at the same time. I do play guitar during my um, song Freedom, but some of the songs, I feel like it has a greater effect when it's just me singing, because, you know, there's an element to having that and having... I feel like me... Um, playing the guitar in all of the songs would be um, what isn't the vibe that I'm going for. So having okay. my dad do it there okay. can allow me to sing without having to play, and then play when it's you know called for.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And is it uh, are are the two of you both playing acoustics, or you're acoustic, he's electric? What, what's who's playing what?
1: Um, well, you know, both of our usually acoustic. I mean, my dad plays all, he plays electric, he plays acoustic. Um, ah, okay. and he, um, so yeah, but I, all of my instruments were, we, we all have, um, the ones that I play are all acoustic, but they're all plugins. So you can make it sound any way you kind of want. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. So yeah, that's what I
0: usually do. Well, I was looking at iTunes, and I saw that you did actually release two singles back in 2014, so technically Snapshots is not your first release. Uh, yes. but, but tell the listeners not only about those two songs that you had released four years ago, but how old you would have been at the time that those were recorded.
1: Um, I was about 12 or 13, I think.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. I, uh in school, I had uh, moved to Connecticut when I was uh, 11 from New York City. I'd grown up here, and we moved back two years ago to the city. But oh. I was, you know, I, middle school for anybody is really hard, um, and going into a new school especially. And I was heavily bullied, and I wrote this song, Try to Break Me, which I released as, like, a anti-bullying anthem. Mm. And Give Me a Reason – was a follow-up to that, because Try to Break Me was, in the sense, trying to, um, you know, show my strength and show that you can overcome something, even though there was still, you know, um, backlash from that and people saying things about that song. So Give Me a Reason was like an answer to that being like, give me okay. a reason, you know, why I should listen to you, because I know, That in my heart, what I'm doing is, you know, right for me. And so I think that just helped me evolve. And those experiences, you know, shaped me as a person, as a writer, gave me much more material to work with, you know, and allowed me to come into my own and um, create a project that truly and authentically is raw and is me as real as it gets.
0: There you go. There you go. And listeners, uh, once again, if you're a regular listener of this show, you if you're really rabidly listening regularly, then you might know what I'm about to say. But uh, episode 147 of this show, my guest was Brielle von Hugel. She was one of the top 12 girls semi finalists on season 11 of American Idol. Uh, More recently, She has been singing with Postmodern Jukebox, very talented, but talked a lot on that episode. Go back, if you didn't hear it, episode 147. She talked a lot about her bullying, um, having been on the receiving end of it, and then the the anti-bullying efforts that she has engaged in, including a song that she wrote about it. Uh, But Nina, as long as we are going backwards in time, let's continue going back then and have you talk about when and how you got into all of this in the first place, singing, songwriting, and playing instruments?
1: yeah, I mean, I think that for me, it's just something I was born with and I was given because i before I was able to speak, I sang, you know my dad <laughs> my dad was always playing music in the house, and you know they didn't want to push me towards anything. But when they saw my interest, they really encouraged me to continue on with that. And they saw how happy music made me. And they knew from a young age that it wasn't just a hobby that I had, it was something that was um, what I would end up doing. Because, you know, I'm really lucky to have to know that from when I was a baby to now, knowing what my career path would be, because people try to figure it out all their lives. And I was really lucky that I've known what I wanted to do and that I've had a head start on it because I didn't start when I was 18 when I went and decided what I wanted to do with my life. I've known. So mm. I've been able to be exposed to the music world very early in life. And then, you know, there are definitely challenges and hurdles that you need to overcome. In this industry, but I think that if you know that you want to do it a hundred percent, and this is the only thing that you want in your life, um, for me, singing and writing is like eating and sleeping. It is just a <laughs> necessity that you need to have. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it really is. And when people, when writers tell you that, and when singers tell you that, they're not lying when they say how vital it is to their. Um, existence.
0: Yeah, I, w- I was going to say it doesn't sound cheesy to me. It it sounds like a, a, a sign of true commitment.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I just I think I always knew and I was encouraged to do it. I have a very, very supportive, strong family that is always, always 100% on my side and rooting for me, which is very rare, and I don't take for granted. And they have always... You know, wanted me to chase my dreams and follow my dreams, which is amazing, and I think that that's allowed me to become what I want to be and continue to further myself in a career and industry that I have chosen.
0: But what about the actual? You know, it's one thing to to quote unquote come out of the womb singing, but to actually right. make the conscious decision that I'm gonna I'm gonna write songs or I'm gonna play the piano or I'm gonna play the guitar. Were there certain memories that you have of you know a certain activity took place and that's what sat you down at the piano or a certain something occurred and that's when you decided I'm going to try my hand at songwriting or or did it just all kind of evolve you know to complement the singing
1: you know it was it's very uh, organic for me everything in my life I like to have calculated and um you know um, executed in a specific way. But for me, music is the only thing that I never had to overthink that I never had to worry about because it was just something I did. There was no thinking to it when I'm on stage, everything melts away. And I'm just saying that's the happiest I am. So I guess when I felt that on stage, I felt that euphoria, I was able to realize that if I want to feel this more often I need to recreate this and to recreate this, I have to keep singing and I have to keep writing and I have Mm. to keep making music because that is what makes me have that high, you know, and to, um, everybody wants that high in life. They want that, you know, real, like satisfactory that they have done what they want to do. And when I'm singing, I feel it. I could be singing in front of five people or 5000 people, there's no difference. I'm just singing, you know, that's, that's why I think that I just felt that at a really young age, you know, in school plays, in you know, just performing for my family in recitals. Um, and I just kept wanting to do it. And I never stopped.
0: That's great. And and I love I've heard a handful of people before say what you just said, whether I'm singing in front of five people or 5000 people, you know, it's all the same. I lo- and I, And I love that, that, that view that expression that that focus and that and that love of it because it you know i can tell that it's heartfelt for someone to say that that they're right. giving it their all just as much when they're playing in front of five people as they would in front of 5000 so uh that's you know that that's an attitude that that's going to serve you well uh listeners when i asked nina about her ep You'll notice that I asked her about the recording of it, who she worked with, you know, the studio setup, that type of thing. If you are a performer yourself and are doing recording of any kind, heck, even even your live performances or like Nina, if you're doing an EP or maybe you're doing a full-length album, even just a single or your demos, Tascam has got a long, long line of recording solutions for you. I, of course, even record this show with Tascam equipment, whatever you need. They've got it. Microphones, headphones, audio interfaces, mixers. There's a lot to look at starting with Tascam.com, which of course is T-A-S-C-A-M.com. If you've been listening to this show long enough, you've even heard guests who have mentioned that they have had Tascam stuff. Everyone that I've interviewed from Roy Orbison Jr. to Jessica Lynn to the Hazelrig brothers to Derek Norsworthy and lots of others anyhow nina we played your song airborne and you talked about your ep but now as i mentioned back in the intro you've released another single tell the listeners what that song is but i'm also interested to hear about the decision to do a soft release of it via youtube Mm
1: -hmm. well the, the next song that i released is called freedom and i was you know after the events that took place in parkland florida and the shooting that had taken place um it really affected me because today actually like now there's been 22 shootings just this year and Mm -hmm. we're only June. So that seems insane. And I feel like there needs, there is, and there has to be attention brought to the issue or there is not going to be change. And, you know, I had just turned 18 um, on the 3rd of February and this happened on the 14th and I was like this is this is the time I'm going to be able to vote this is my generation and the only way that things will change is if we have a voice and I felt like you know there was really not. there's nothing you can do to console a person who's lost something so precious the like life you can't or the family that has had to endure this tragedy. So I wanted to write a song that, you know, just gave anything that I could give, you know, anything that could comfort somebody or, you know, just be there for somebody to have and to address the issue. And so the soft release was because I wanted to do it when it was relevant. And I didn't want to wait. Uh, so I wanted to start okay. as fast as possible okay. because it was a really important you know, thing. And uh, the response was great. I actually performed recently in my first arena show in Tons River, New Jersey. And when I played Freedom, so many people came up to me afterwards. And they were touched by that specific song, which made me feel really good. Sure. Because um, – it means that I've made somewhat of an impact. And if I can just, I always say this, if my music can just change one person's life, then I'm doing my job.
0: Yep. yep that's that's right.
1: the most important thing. And, you know, that's the best feeling when you can do that through music. So having freedom put out was just, so people would know that I'm aware of this issue and that, I want to be an advocate in any way that I can, and help in any way possible. And the thing that I do is I write music. So that's what I thought I could contribute in some way.
0: Well, let the record show that uh, you share the same birthday with my brother. Um, There's a little bit of NHTE trivia when you said that you turned 18 on February 3rd. That date rang a bell with me. Um, How cool is it, listeners, by the way, if, if you didn't Believe me, when I introduced her at the beginning of the show and said that she's checking in, and then now hear the entertainment guest line from New York City to authenticate it. We get the 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 stereotypical police siren in the background while she's talking to to really to really reinforce that she's in Manhattan, or, or I should say maybe uh, paramedics or something like that.
1: Oh, I didn't even hear. I block
0: it out, you know? <laughs> but uh yeah, um she let the cat out of the bag if you haven't been paying attention, why not? but listeners uh she just gave gave away her age, so all this that she's accomplishing is is the moral of the story here. you heard the the great introduction that I gave at the beginning, and that's not self serving it's saying great, meaning all the things that she's accomplished and uh, and this young lady is only eighteen years old, so when she refers to the parkland shooting, obviously that rings. True that rings home for you, Nina, because you were in high school on February third, turning eighteen, and like you said, eleven days later the shooting happens, uh, and you are in high school. So uh, obviously, you know you can you can relate a whole lot more than you know than a songwriter who is uh, on February third, turning you know late forty something, because they haven't been in high school for years. So I, I can see where clearly that incident really spoke to you. But like you said, it is wonderful to be able to write a song and have someone come and tell you that really moved me.
1: Yeah, it's really scary, the um, world that we live in today and that the state of fear that people live in because of all of the horrific events that have happened. And I feel like, you know, since I've been born, there's been so many things that have happened that you know have affected us as a society as a country and you know we just need to do better and I feel like all of these advocates from Parkland who are stepping up and speaking about these issues really I think will make a difference
0: absolutely absolutely okay now it's time for bruce's bonus this is a segment here on now hear this entertainment where i take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of now hear this incorporated giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians singers songwriters entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it today's bonus is enough 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 i'm over it already please There is a strategy on Instagram to help be seen more and thus hopefully attract more slash new followers, which is to comment on posts rather than just liking them. But please stop putting comments such as, Hey, that's great. Check out my page and listen to my music. No, it's annoying. Be authentic. Have something genuine to say that actually relates to the post you're commenting on. Simply commenting, great content or great post tells me you're just there doing guerrilla marketing and didn't actually look at what the post is. You're going to get the exact opposite result of what you're trying to accomplish and it'll be a waste of your time. Put in the work the right way and contribute to don't hijack the conversation. And that is today's Bruce's
1: bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus Book contains four volumes, and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. At
0: the end of today's show, we're going to play another song from your EP, But uh, since I was just mentioning about all of the accomplishments of Nina already in her young career, the song that we're going to play at the end of today's show, right now I just want to hear about how did you get the opportunity for that song to be placed on an album put out on a UK-based record label? The song is called I Got This Light.
1: Yeah, um, I think that, you know, we just had similar interests and we got connected via the internet and my song just fit in what they were doing um so it just seemed you know like a good fit and that's really all it's amazing that I'm able to be part of the opportunity and that I'm able to put my song out in a whole different um you know demographic
0: yeah and 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 it's more exposure since You know, people can get it on your EP, but if they're not familiar with you yet and they're not getting the EP, but they are familiar with this record label, or maybe they're buying this album because of one of the other artists that's on there, all of a sudden they get exposed to you and your music. So that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. Very exciting.
0: Very exciting. Nina, let's walk through some of these great performance opportunities that you've been getting lately because again for someone your age to already be getting these gigs is quite impressive for starters tell us about the montauk music festival how did you get to perform at that event and what was that experience like
1: um it was awesome you know I did uh let's see six shows in three days Wow wow yeah and they were each like an hour set so it was wow you know a lot of uh, moving back and forth and you know just you know, making things work, it was amazing, because there was, you know, a bunch of people that had seen me at one place, and they had followed me to the next place to the next performance, which was awesome to see that there was a, you know, group of people building. And uh, Montauk's a small place, you know, so everyone knows everyone. And it's, you know, you go into an ice cream shop, and there's um, the Montauk Music Festival, they're like, hey, you're that girl, right? I was like, yeah, ah. you know, the, it's it's nice to, you know, they have that kind of, like, community there. And, you know, I was able to bring my guys, my band, with me. And we had a great time, you know. it It rained a couple of days, so it was good that our gigs were inside. But other than that, it was... You know, nice weather, not too hot, and we had a really good time.
0: Well, and I'm interested to hear you say that you played. I think you said six times. Is that what it was? Because I just assumed that you were going to say, "Yeah, I did one one hour show," and all of a no. sudden you say you played six times. And uh, you know, it's funny that you say that that Montauk is a small town because a I have a sister that lives in Long Island, but you know, we those of us that know the Billy Joel song, "The Down Easter," Alexa. You know he right. he mentions Montauk in there, so um, when you right. said it's a small town, it's like well, for me personally, I think like who doesn't know where Montauk is? But apparently there are. How did you get to perform at that festival though?
1: You know, I think that there had been some interest, and that I, I was just asked to play. I think that my um, they came across my music, and
0: wow. but you didn't know somebody, and it wasn't you know there was an online application. Um, no, no.
1: Thing yeah, like that. That.
0: yeah, to yeah. me that's even more impressive then. I I wanna next I wanna move into the uh the sold out show at Rockwood Music Hall. Listeners, you might remember that on episode two oh eight my guest was Blake Morgan, whose run at that venue, Rockwood Music Hall has sold out for two and a half years now. Nina, were you headlining? Were there other artists on the bill? Were you just doing original songs only? How how long did you play for at at that one? And, and, you know, just like I just asked about Montauk, how the heck did you get to perform at Rockwood Music Hall, for Pete's sake? Um,
1: Well, I had performed there a few other times, and they had invited me back. And, you know, I play a lot downtown at Mercury Lounge, at the Bitter End, Arlene's Grocery, Rockwood, um, and... I had played at Rockwood, I think, two times before that at um, a different stage, and they uh, we had they had asked me back and to do it at Stage Three, and I did, and my, that was actually the show that my great grandmother came to, uh-huh. so it was uh, really nice to have her there, and um, it was great to have a sold out show. It was awesome to see some fans and be able to perform. I did. Um, all the songs that are on my EP, I did other songs that aren't released yet on the EP, on um, that I've written that will be released in coming albums, and I did some covers also. Um, and I think that I played for, you know, they're usually like an hour set. Outstanding,
0: I think. outstanding, wow, wow. I am joined today by singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Nina Lee, who is checking in on the Now Here This Entertainment guest line from New York City. Visit her official website at ninaleemusic.com, and we, of course, will have a link to it on the show page for this episode on nhte.net. There are lots and lots of links on her website for other platforms where you can find Nina, including Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, Her music is available on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms that this show is available on. Plus, it is streaming on Spotify, but do purchase Nina's music. You can get it from iTunes or Amazon. Use her website as well to keep up with where and when you can go see her perform live. Meanwhile, please hit us up on social media. It's as easy as going to our website, nhte.net, and then there are icons there that you can click on. For whichever you prefer, uh, singular or plural, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. And rest assured, uh, when Nina and I finish our interview, I will be heading over to her Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, so that I can like and follow her. So please do the same. Uh, Nina, one other cool performance opportunity that you had recently, and listeners, there's even video of this on YouTube, was iHeartRadio's Dunkin' Donuts Ice Coffee Lounge.
1: Yeah. I uh, performed there, I think, a few weeks ago. Um, I did Airborne and what's online? There's Airborne uh, Valerie, which I did the cover of, Amy Winehouse cover. And I got this light, which you guys are going to play. So, yeah, it was awesome. I uh, had my dad there and my keyboard player, Jeff. And, you know, we just performed. It was great.
0: Uh, But... Tell the listeners what that is, you know, especially for so many people who are listening from outside of New York, who you know, who've never been there. Is it is it something where the public can come and watch? Is it in view of the street? Do is there any audience? Um, you know, how does this whole thing look and work?
1: Well, it's in. Um, so it has to do with. So it's iHeartRadio that's partnered up with Dunkin' Donuts and this Ice Coffee Lounge. Um, so they feature different artists on the show and they put it online. And so it's not outside. It's in a building and you go and, you know, there's camera people and, um, someone who is dealing with the sound system. And then people can come down from the building to listen. And
0: yeah,
1: so it's not really, um, a place where you'd invite people to come. It's just who's in the building come okay, because okay. it's going to be online so it will be available to all public then. Um, so it's just about getting the recording and the video and then putting it online, which is where everyone can see it.
0: Well, and before I ask you this next question, for your benefit I, I want you to understand, Nina, that a lot of this show every week is trying to deliver information to listeners who themselves might be performers. So I apologize when I ask you again, how did you get this opportunity to play at I Heart Radio's Dunkin' Donuts Ice Coffee Lounge? But it's only because I know there are performers who listen to the show that want to learn from the guests and say, wow, I would love to play at something like that. I wonder how she got to play there. So how did you get to play there?
1: Um, well, I have, you know, the people that I work with, um, I'm always looking for opportunities that, um, may fit with what I'm doing at the time. And it happened to work schedule wise and it happened to work, um, you know, it, it came up on, sh- not, it came up on pretty short notice, um, not so far in advance. And, you know, I was just, you know, I, uh, corresponded with the people at the Dunkin' Donuts, um, I heart radio coffee lounge and we um, you know just figured out a time and place and the people that I work with uh, um, that helped me with my um, publicity and stuff like that were able to um, they thought it was a good idea and they thought that the match was right so we okay. just went ahead okay. usually okay. the um, opportunities that I get are pretty organic and they just fall into place. So it's just about, I feel like for anyone who's out there, who is, you know, pursuing a music career, it's just about exposure and being everywhere you can all at all times. So you get more of a, um, you know, network of people that know who you are. And then the word is passed around. And usually, um, people know each other and one person you're working with knows another person and it just kind of flows like that. So it's through others that you make connections with that you get opportunities from.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And as I said before, it it bears repeating. I love that none of these that I've asked you about, none of these have you said, oh, well, I know so and so who works there. Oh, my dad works there. Oh, this, you know, and they've all been very just kind of you know, organic or, or kind of, you know, traditional pursuit of these types of opportunities. So um, so that's good information that you're sharing. I had also mentioned at the start of today's show that you were a semi-finalist in last year's international songwriting competition. Tell us more about that.
1: That's awesome. I think that just submitting for as many um, opportunities as possible is great. There's nothing to lose by um, putting yourself out there. And so just having another thing under my belt that I've done that I've accomplished um, is just a great, you know, additive to my um, whole goal and whole career that I'm going for. So it's awesome.
0: And was that international songwriting competition? Was that uh, one specific song of yours?
1: Um, yeah, I think that there were. I there's there were multiple songs that um, I think that were submitted. Ah, um,
0: uh, okay.
1: So I and then I think a few were the finalists. Okay. Uh, semi-finalists, yeah. Well,
0: I wonder what's next for you uh, number, you know, number one, personalizing, you know, meaning is is college calling next? And and then obviously, you know, the other question is what's next for you music-wise?
1: Right. So, I am, you know, keeping people on their toes because I am working on more recording, um, doing another EP or album, releasing that, you know, school is really important to me as well. Um, and I definitely want to have an education because it's really important to me. Um, and you know, music goes right hand in hand with that. So I think that, you know, as time progresses, I'm just going to see where things fall and not over calculate things and over plan things. Because as I said, This is the one place that I don't do that, and I'm not doing that because I do that in my day to day life. So there is so many unknowns in this business, and that's why you have to be willing to take the risk.
0: Yep. But you mentioned in there, there there is new music being worked on. Though there will be another release at some point in the the near future.
1: Yes, there is always music that's being worked on. (laughs) You know, there's never uh, there's always music.
0: There's always
1: a sense of music that's being written and recorded. And, you know, I think I just have to pick, you know, the right songs that go with other right songs. And then that, you know, organically becomes an album and something that I release.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're going to close today with another song of yours. We alluded to it a little earlier. This is called I Got This Light. But before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please.
1: I got this light is a song that I wrote um, because I mean, it really can be interpreted in so many ways. It's not as, you know, um, it's not as um, direct and on one specific point because it has a lot of different meanings that you can take from it. My, you know, understanding and, how i wrote it wasn't actually the intention i wrote it with having the intention of something else and then it came out with this whole other meaning for me and mm. i was like hey, like this kind of you know relates to a different part of my life not the part that i was going for so it surprised me this song kind of you know gave me a little bit of a push in the right direction because i was able to explore something that i hadn't explored before and I was able to see the light a little more clearly, you know, the light in my life. And I was able to, you know, grip onto that and cherish um, the importance and the uh, impact that it had in my life at the, that point.
0: Well, that's a great description. And um, Nina, I must say, um, I'm going to close with, with just a, a, a huge congratulations to you on on all that you've done so far, especially at only 18. And I know that there's going to be lots more big things that we're going to see and hear from you. And so listeners, that's why I encourage you to to keep up with Nina online, but Nina, thank you so much for making the time today. Really enjoyed meeting you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to talk to you.
0: Listeners that will do it for this week's episode of now hear this entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, Nina Lee, Check her out online at her official website, ninaleemusic.com. Again, we will put a link on the show page for this episode on nhte.net to her site. And then you can also engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell Nina that you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And keep up with Nina online so you can see where and when you can go see her perform live. And again, while her music is streaming on Spotify and even available on SoundCloud like NHTE is, do support Nina by purchasing her music from iTunes or from Amazon. As I mentioned before, we are very present on social media. Head to our website, nhte.net, and click on the icon or icons, plural, for whichever platform's you want to follow or like us on, etc. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You will see that we do even have a Facebook group. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out with another song from Nina Lee. This is the one she just talked about. It's called I Got This Light.
1: If you try too hard you never learn When to speak your mind So you don't get hurt In the darkness, in the dead of night When your heart bleeds on the inside And this force keeps you paralyzed You can't escape even